Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. As you're casually talking about killing him, Anton just looks at Darwin and says, if you will it, Darwin, I'll accept it. <laughs> Damn. I put the decision to you as he would be a considered a blasphemer in your order. He would. Makura watches intently. <laughs> I just need to know whether or not you are killing him. You don't have to tell me how you do it. He is... <laughs> Tied up, he is a prisoner, he is willing to die. I, I think we're definitely killing him. I think it just depends on who's doing it. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> who's killing Anton? Okay, maybe I'll take this one. Does Darwin stay and watch? Darwin just said he was going to do it. Yeah. Oh I, thought, oh, I thought you said Vale, you said, I thought, I heard I'm going to let Vale take this one. Never no, I mind. said I'll take this one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Assuming there'll be lots more of these guys for Vale. Mm-hmm. Does Vale stay? Yeah, Vale stays not so much to watch, but just should shit hit the fan or something weird happen, they want to be there. Okay. No, nothing weird's going to happen. You can take out Anton. Do you give him, do you offer him any final words, Darvin? Yeah, I honestly really kind of feel bad for the guy because he kind of got hoodwinked into all this. So I'm really like, you know, make Coram have mercy. Okay. And Makura just watches unflinching. Do you all feel better now? I feel about one out of several dozenth better. <laughs> vale looks to Makura and says, I've received information I needed. Beyond that, I feel nothing. <laughs> Damn. Vale's messed okay. up, y'all. Vale's <laughs> fucked up right now. Seriously. <sighs> oh. Do we just need to have like a therapy session? Fucking A. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, I could play or play them happy. That I might be creepy. No, 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 no. That was, that, was, <laughs> that was not a serious question. Unless Vale decided like, hey, I actually am kind of messed up and want to change. Like, we don't need to go and force Vale to change. <laughs> Ah, okay. So the three of you emerge from this small domicile near the edge of town. 
Arnis, did you stick around or did you leave, leave? I didn't like leave, leave, but I'm like kind of just out and about. I may have kind of taken up a position like across the street and just be kind of noodling on the loot. Mm-hmm. And Arnis, you see your friends emerge from that little house with Makura right behind them. She closes the door. She locks it. I don't think anybody needs to go in there at the moment. Where are you off to? I thought we had an errand to run for you. Oh, by all means. Don't let me keep you. I'm still at 11 health. Yeah, I'm still at 19. I don't want to do anything dangerous until after night. I'll be at the blue crab for now. (laughs) And she heads off. So then what do you want to do? Well, I mean, I want to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. I just want to, logistically, I don't know how this would work, but while we're still vaguely on this topic, I just want to point out that should we find it appropriate and logistically sensible, we could probably get support on the mousiest thing from my order back in Karami. I realize that's hella far away. I mean. Well, it's all hella far away. I'm just putting that out there that we could probably, you know, they wouldn't be happy about this either. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's far away. And La... La Mausius? La, La, no, Libera, right? That's the oh, name of the city? The city, yeah. It's like super far south. Uh, I see. South like of Earl. Super, super. Yeah, south of Earl, which is like south of Honey Hollow, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's pretty yeah. south. Yeah. So it's like, it's down there. So like everything is far. Does anyone have a like kind of plan of attack for how to sneaky around and figure out where... Vice Count Alicia is? Well, you know where you saw her last. We didn't see her, did we? You went into her room. You went to... Yeah, you saw Vice Count Alicia. Remember, she oh. had the half of the Grung teleportation box in there. You were going to go see... You had to send a message to Sicarius, who was in Honey Hollow. But right. you didn't go because right. you're all moody. I forgot that was Vice Count Alicia. Yeah. I forgot that was who I talked to. Okay. So, oh, yeah, she's so, in I the know, house. so I already yeah, know where her room is. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, then let's just go find the window and climb in. Pretty simple plan. Vale does not hate that plan. Simple and direct. What could possibly go wrong? No? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll go do that. Should I, like, hang on a second before we do that? Vale. Mm hmm. How are you looking like health wise? You know, it's going to blow you away. You In didn't take any bit damage. bit of combat. I didn't take a single point of damage. <laughs> cool. Um, that's cool. I'm down to 19 <laughs> hit points. Darwin's down to 11 hit points. Vale's like, I'm chilling. Serena had very bad dice rolls. Okay. She was very strong, but just very unlucky. <laughs> this is not really useful, but it'll cure both of us at the same time. Um, I'm going to cast, uh, even though it's only two of us, I'm going to cast Mass Cure Wounds on Darwin and I. Nice. Just so that we have a little more health before we go do whatever it is we're going to go do. Mm-hmm. No thoughts of taking a short rest for hit dice? We could take a short rest, right? Oh, we could do that too. It's an hour and you've got the time. We do have the time. We can do that. Plus, then I get my key points back, which is probably smart. Although, oh shit, 
I've only used a few. Oh, yeah. I gained my bardic inspiration back, too. Ooh. Then we should definitely take a short rest. Yeah, let's do that. Do you okay. want to do that first and then... Forget that mask cure wounds thing cool. for the moment, anyway. In which case, where are we doing this short rest? Oh, oh, I guess we'll just go back into the bar. <laughs> You're going to say the room with the guy we just killed. No. no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Makura locked I, the door. I know you've got Vale with you who could probably I pick pretty it much, in a heartbeat. I pretty much know but... what happened in there. I don't need to see it. Yeah, nobody needs to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, let's take a, let's sit around in the bar and take a short rest here. Sure. Uh, you go back into the bar. Makura is already back there. Holly Faithful and Ray Meyer are in there as well. They seem to be having their own little chats. There are some townsfolk too. It's not just the three of them. It's not like it's not like a street gang has taken over a bar. But there's a lot of unfamiliar faces. There's some familiar ones, but not so much the elves, not so much the dwarves. But no, like they're not around. And yeah, you can go in there. You can have a drink. You can have your short rest. You can heal up. Uh, remember, you get an extra D8. Ooh, Are you playing your song of rest? Nice. How's short rest work again? Is it just D8? Or is there a mod? It's a hit die roll. plus your con mod. Got it. Plus RNS's thing, right? Yeah. Yes, but only once. My thing is only once. Got you. Mm-hmm. Cool. I rolled three fives. Lucky. I rolled like a two and a three, and a, I'll take one more. Just one more. Okay, that's a little better. Six plus two is eight. Well, I've got 39. Better than 19. Yeah, that'll do it, huh? Okay, so you're in the Blue Crab Tavern, healing up. Arnis is playing a song, which is, I will just assume, lovely. It usually is. <laughs> I mean, since it's the Song of Rest, I'm not going to be your real performance, because it's not a show, it's magic. But I think Holly still finds it quite enjoyable. Is there anything else you're doing with your time here at the tavern? Eh, not really. Okay. Then it's up to y'all. Where are we going? What's up, folks? I guess we're going back to the Driftwood House. Climbing in that window. Question. Do <laughs> we have to? Well, there's nothing to say that that, me- that a message that comes back will come directly to me. I guess that's right. true. So like, yeah, they already did what, what I wanted, but it's only half of it, right? And if the messenger is trained to go back to Holly, then they're not going to bring... Okay. It's up to you whether or not you want to honor your own deal. <sighs> yeah, I I do. I don't know about these guys, but I do. Yes. <laughs> he says, oh, so grudgingly. So how do we do this? Do we want to all sneak in there or do we want the sneaky sneaky ones to sneak in Black Bagger and then bring her out? Oh, Jesus. Ooh, we could do that. Uh, well, oh, okay. So we don't exactly know what kind of shape she's in or if she's in. Like reconnaissance might be a better tact she might not be able to leave if she can't leave this is going to be a whole lot harder just just saying if she can't leave well to go talk to them if she can't leave to go talk to them then that's all we have to tell them okay she's there this is where she is but she can't leave but the deal wasn't to find out if she couldn't leave the deal was to get them a conversation with her right but if i'm remembering correctly and scott can correct me if i'm not they don't even know like where she is in the Driftwood House or if she's there, right? They're told that she's in there. 
but they are also told that due to her condition and her age, she is unable to rule, but she has also not made any public appearances. Like, Elizabeth is keeping her under wraps. Got it. Okay. And the scale force, despite working for Elizabeth, still want to know. It could be useful information. It could be a tool they could use. It could be any number of things. Like, they didn't necessarily explain all of their reasoning, but to have somebody who should be in charge not be is suspicious. they're curious. Yeah. It's uh, in line with what we know as Beth would do, too. Oh, she's, she's the worst. <laughs> okay. Who's going in? Where are you going in? How are you going in? If all we need is the reconnaissance, Vale can do that. Okay. We just need to get, because Vale wasn't with you when you found out where she was. I need you to take me to whatever window you need me to get in. Okay. Okay. Is there any... Are y'all just walking up to a window? Is there any sort of sneaky element to this half of the equation? Well, I mean, I can like stand well back and go and basically like point at it and just go that Uh one over there. And then not be involved in the walking up to it at all because I am not sneaky. That's right. You don't have to hold their hand and walk them to the window. Although I do have a plus five just still. Here's the plan then. All right. You're going to stay here, be lookout, and you will signal Darwin if there's any reason to be concerned. Darwin's going to sneak up with me, stand by the window, help me get through the window, and then I will do the investigation on the inside. All right. All right. All right. What kind of signal are we talking? Bat signal. I don't know how to make a bat noise. Play your end of the night party song. Because it's loud and raucous and I would hear it as would Darwin. Yeah. And it would be a good distraction. I'll play my version of Sweet Caroline. Sounds good. I think Arnis can point out the window. No problem. And if Arnis is just going to hang out a short distance away from the Driftwood house, that's fine. We don't need any rolls at that point. I don't have to roll stealth. <laughs> but if Vale and Darvin are going up to the window, let's both have some stealth rolls. Do you really need me to roll, Scott? Yes. You could still get a one. There's a 5% chance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love my ability. Roll to four. Makes it a 10. It's a 25. <laughs> Jesus. I have no such ability, even with a high mod. I rolled a three, I got a 12. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Let me grab this real fast. Rolling the new Opalite dice tonight. As you're sneaking up to the window, Vale is, of course, very, very stealthy. It is their way. Darwin a little less so. And Aranus, from your position across the street... You see Jefferson Steely, the Earth Genasi, emerge from the front door and start heading in that direction. He can't see them yet. Like, he has to get around the corner, but he's walking that way. Hmm. I don't know if I was wearing a hat or not. I pull, <laughs> I pull a hat out of my pocket. We'll assume that it wasn't on my head. And I put it down on the street, and I immediately start playing, like, the loudest, most interesting <laughs> thing I can think of. So, like, my, like... Yeah. Super like end of the night party song. <laughs> like I'm just gonna throw a party in the street. Woo! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Darwin and Vale. Well, shit already. Okay. So have we made it to the window at this point? 
Yeah, you're at the window. Is the window locked? The window is open like a couple inches. Cool. Want to just like, it's the lamest thing in the world. Just lean against the wall, all casual like, and take a moment to see if this guy is going to come our way or Arnus's way. Okay. Arnus, roll performance. Yeah. I love rolling performance. It's the best. I got a 17. Oh, wow. It's lower than I was expecting. I uh, rolled a four. So, I mean, still pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a solid bonus. Jefferson starts walking down the side of the building. And before he gets to the corner to turn and go towards Vale and Darwin, he instead turns and heads over to Aranus. Sweet. And the second we see this, I kind of give Darwin a like, help me up into the window kind of gesture. Like, let's do this. Sure, I help. All right. Vale, roll athletics then with advantage. Got Darwin helping you out. Thank God for that fucking advantage, man. Oh, yes, definitely. Thank God because it was a two on the other die. It helps to have friends. I'm glad I didn't have to roll. That's a 16. All right, yeah. You get a little boost from Darwin. You slide the window open and you can hop on in. Cool. Darwin, Vale has gone inside. What are you doing? Uh, I suppose I'll stand guard. Okay. Looking across the street, you see Arnis over there playing and Jefferson, the Genasi, he's heading over there and he's giving a listen to Arnis's show. Arnis, he hasn't put any money in your hat. What? Okay. I don't care. It was only a 17. I care. Disrespectful. <laughs> okay. But in the meantime, Vale, you hop in through the window. You land in the room. It is dimly lit by a few candles. There's a very nice plush bed in the center of the room. It's got a little canopy on it. It's got those drapes. Less boudoir feel and more privacy feel. Mm -hmm. And among the furniture, the chairs and the rugs and the decorations and everything, in one corner of the room, oh, Vale, you do recognize it because you were there you were there in uh, the frost swamp when it was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there in the corner of the room is one half of the Grung teleportation box. And there's a figure in the bed. I uh, want to approach the bed. Okay. See if I can confirm that the figure is who I'm expecting it to be and check the status of their like life. Like, are they dead? Are they alive? Are they ca- you know, calcified, withering sufferer? What's, what's, what's going on? Okay. I would like to do that quietly without waking her up. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Roll stealth again. Oh, shit. Uh, so it's a 19 on the die, and I have a bonus of 15. <laughs> so that's a 34. Wow. Motherfucker. That's some stealthy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Veil moves without sound through the room, uh, approaching the side of the bed. Alicia is lying in the bed, propped up by a few pillows. The blankets are pulled up almost to her chin, and she has both of her arms out on top of the blankets. And it appears like she's resting. She has her hands folded in front of her, on her chest, and it appears that she's resting because her entire upper torso has fallen victim to the withering. It is all calcified bone. Both of her arms have withered and calcified as well. So it's her torso and her arms, but her head has not? No, no, her head as well. Sorry. 
everything that you can see above the blankets has been fully withered. So, okay, so safe to assume at this point, for all intents and purposes, she's dead. The top half. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes no sense. Doesn't I have it confirmed that her legs are calcified, but like, okay. If her top half is calcified, then she's not breathing. I'm I'm just saying what you see. <laughs> I want to check oh and God. see if she's breathing. <laughs> okay, give me a perception roll. Or a mm, I was gonna say a medicine check, but yeah, putting a hand on a bone arm. Uh, give me a perception roll. To 14. Okay. You lean in close, get your ear nice and close to her head, and you hear a very shallow, hollow breathing sound coming from within. Okay. So she's breathing, but her entire upper half is calcified bone. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. Okay. That, I mean, at this point, that's good enough for me. I'm going to sneak back out. <laughs> Why do you have to be so stealthy? <laughs> um, There's something I want to do that's fun, but if you're just so quiet, it doesn't work. Oh. Um, well. But um, I, mm, let's do this. Roll stealth. Okay. It's a 30. <laughs> you get back over to the window and you're just about to climb out when you hear a very light, again, Kind of hollow, like a little snore. That's curious. Okay. Uh, now, how stupid do I want to be? Until you want to not be stealthy in this room, you can be stealthy in this room. Think I, uh, I think I figured something out here. Okay. I'm going to go back over. Oh, this is going to bite me in the ass. No, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm not going to do this. Because <laughs> Vale's way smarter than this right now. Um, Vale's pretty smart. So about this sort of stuff. This is Vale's mm, mm, kind mm. of thing. So Vale's going to sneak out the building the rest of the way. Oh, okay. Because I remember that I know message now. Oh, that's right. And message can travel through solid objects if you're familiar with the target and know what's beyond the barrier. So I'm going to sneak my way back out of the building. Okay. And then kind of go to the other side of the wall where she would be. And the vice count? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm outside. Okay. And I'm going to cast message to attempt to talk to her. And uh, the first message is. Vice Count Alicia, they're members of your court, not court, constituency, for lack of a better way of putting it, that are concerned about your safety. Are you okay? You had to be all veil about this. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm definitely not going to be all Arnis about it. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Yeah. Don't be all Arnis about this. You send this message. And you hear Vice Count Alicia's voice respond back. Oh, what's, what's going on? Who wants me? And are you are you here in the room? I don't see you. I'm not in the room for fear of my own safety. Oh, I I wouldn't want to hurt anybody. 
while Elizabeth has made it clear to everyone that you are not to be, uh, people are not to see you. Yeah. Yeah. She told me that a little sadness in her voice there. Are you aware she's ruling in your stead? Yeah. She says I'm too young. Are you aware she's put together her own army and is essentially bullying the entire town? She tells me she has friends helping her. But no, no, she hasn't heard anything about an army. Mm, just trying to think of how Vale's going to approach this next bit here. Um, it really doesn't. Mm, this is so not easy. Because in the end, it's a ruling class elf and a dragon. They're both like two evils. <laughs> but the horrible dragon is the lesser or the worse of the two evils, I guess. Than the little child, yes. Yeah. You do you know that Elizabeth is wielding your power for her own gains? What gains? What is she? I she's collecting information and secrets to continue to gain herself more power. Well, part of her job as an inspector is to gain information, pass it along to the king, pass it along to the rest of us. That part's okay. Um, is she keeping the town safe? Depends on your definition of safe. Is everyone okay? Again, depends on your definition. Um, Are people getting hurt? Well, I'll tell you what. I saw this town before the withering. This place is kind of a hot piece of shit right now. <laughs> and she's not helping it. I, well, I can't say that word. But is it that bad? Kid, Elizabeth is the type of creature that left unchecked will rampage through everyone she needs to to gain every ounce of power she can. Please roll some persuasion, Vale. Mm, 18. Ooh, very nice. Um, well, if, if you could come in here and we could talk face to face... Maybe we could figure out how to get her back on track. <laughs> she says with like a childish optimism. Okay. And Vale being Vale and especially New Vale. The only way you're going to get that monster on track is to kill it. I'd rather not think about that. Too many people are already hurting. So if you're not willing to make the hard calls, then you can just sit in that bed. Oh, you're such an ass. <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, I, there has to be a right call that doesn't mean hurting other people. There has to be a way to, to set things right. Kid, you're talking to the wrong person. Where I came from, the way to set things right is by to eliminate those who are making it wrong. You know what's great about kids? Mm -hmm. Even though she's not like toddler age anymore, mm -hmm. she's still sheltered in a mm -hmm. sense. They got no fucking tact. It's true. <laughs> Even high school kids, no tact. Some of them are starting to learn it though. Mm. True. They might not have tact, but high school kids have, they know intention. <laughs> Whereas Alicia, Alicia can say this without meaning to sound like a jerk. I'm sorry that you came from such a place. I, 
I wish there didn't have to be a place that made people think like you. <sighs> hmm. How jaded is Vale's answer to this going to be? I mean, Alicia is genuinely disappointed to hear that. Just like, oh, truth hmm. of the world sucks. Yeah, Alicia, I come from all around. I've lived in the capital. I've visited Honey Hollow. And I've seen Earl. And those experiences left me with the one belief is that the people in power that truly want power don't deserve to be in power. And clearly, you who don't want power would probably be a good person to be in power, even for an elf. Ah, it's like super nice for Vale. But (laughs) it's the hell of a compliment from Vale. Um, (laughs) For Vale. But if you're not willing to protect your power with the force that's required, then you're never going to do anything good. Damn. Wow. I know I haven't been around for very long, but I've never had to hurt anybody to do the right thing. And I think if you want things to change, we could do it together. And maybe maybe we could learn from each other. Mm. Hard choices don't have to be painful ones. This is where Vale's trauma is going to come out a little. Vale's going to say simply, there are some of Azabeth's scale force that want to meet you. And I'll give her the names. You can work with them. Can you bring them in here? No. My job helping an elf is done. And I sever the connection. Ah. Okay. Arnis, how's that song going? Super well. Unless you want me to roll for it again, then I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I just wanted to change topics real quick. Cool. Okay. Vil wraps up their magic conversation with the vice counts. Darvin, what are you doing? Well, if Vil's done and Arnis is still playing, Mm-hmm. That concludes our business here, right? Then I guess heading back to Arnus. Okay. All right, Arnus, your friends are showing up. What do you want to do? I'll play out the rest of the song and then pick up my hat and say, okay. Okay. Jefferson continues to not pay you for your song, but after you're done, he'll put a stony hand on your shoulder, give it a little squeeze, give you a little nod and like small smile on his face. I'll head back over to the Driftwood house. He was, he was pleased enough. Cool. Apparently this is the day of like random people just randomly touching Arnis. <laughs> he's, not, he's not particularly thrilled. <laughs> Unlike Holly, Jefferson is just not a very vocal person. <laughs> but he wants to put a hand or a tail on Arnis today, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're all back together. Yep. They're on the road. What's the plan? What, what's happening? What are people doing? Vale, how much information are you sharing here? Mm, vale will share everything with Arnis. Cool. And Darvin, I assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll, you know, I'll pass along the parts that are relevant to Makura, which is basically like, this is where she is in the Driftwood house. This is what's mm-hmm. going on with her. We don't know if she can verbally communicate but she can communicate telepathically. We also don't know if she can move. And she also doesn't seem to understand like 
why Elizabeth might be doing what she's doing. Could you get me in there? I, I, I don't know how you expect us to do that. Like we barely got one person stealthy in through the window. Have we established at all why she wants to talk to the vice count? Well, she said, and nobody rolled insight. She said, because <laughs> we didn't think of that, that she doesn't believe Elizabeth when she says that she's getting basically like her or- orders from the vice count and stuff. Proven that that's not true. Yeah. Alicia has no idea what Elizabeth is doing. No, yeah. It sounds a whole lot like Elizabeth does something and then. Alicia tells her that that was, was what needed to be done. If Alicia knows it all. Yeah. Hmm. So she's alive. And that's all you know, is that she can communicate. That, um, you know, she's... Did you try talking to her in person or just magically? No, I mean, I saw her physically. I described that, what that looks mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. you. She's not in a good way. And clearly, Elizabeth is using that as an opportunity to manipulate the situation. Hmm. If I could get in there, I could use that to my advantage. Would you be able to get me inside? I, I guess I'm confused. Like, what is your goal here? Well, Elizabeth run things around here. But we all know that the withering is taking its toll on her. And if I could have leverage over her, I would need to fear her less. Well, I mean, if that's what you want, then that's, I mean, that's sort of on you, right? I've told you where she is. I've told you what we know. As far as I'm concerned, we've held up our end of the bargain. I'm not saying you haven't. I'm... But still, if they're simply hoping for more, that's all. If they're going <laughs> to piss off Elizabeth, I'm all about that. I wouldn't mind helping. I mean... I know we got a lot of other stuff to do. I just mean and I, that's why that is like you know what I have enough on my plate. I know, I, I know, shit on my plate too right now. So why don't you run along and have your little coup, and we're gonna wait for our letter. I, I don't think that we have much <laughs> choice. Like we have too much going on, but I think Darwin's probably a little more supportive because because I really don't like Isabeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and Vale's in a similar like I don't like Isabeth, but. When Elizabeth goes down, they'd like to be part of it, not part of a group of people that just takes her out of power. That's true. Okay. Knowing we know about Elizabeth, that would probably hurt her more than actually physically hurting her. Also true. Yeah, she just... Uh, it's just already so much on our plate. There is. Yeah, I don't think I have time for... I'm just not a big fan, because all this person wants is to become the next Elizabeth, Right. It would be like if we put another elf in charge of Karami. That's it's, true. Also, you meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That's true. Right. I would be less suspicious if this wasn't the way she was going about it. You know. Word. Right. <laughs> like, because the tactic is so very Elizabeth. <laughs> Cloak and dagger is pretty suspicious almost always. Yeah. When you speak as Makura, then. Well, if you don't want to help me get in there, or if you don't want to help Alicia get out here, that's fine. I'm pretty sure Alicia can't move. So, I don't think... But she could be moved. Okay, have have fun with that. In any case, I'm sure you'll have your response by tomorrow. Yeah. So do what you will with the rest of your day. I'll be here for a little bit while longer, 
before I head out. Then yeah, I think Makora just goes back behind the bar, grabs another bottle, go joins Holly and Ray at the table. Um Do people want to do anything in particular? No. I mean I think Vale at this point is ready to go back, find Iolana, and then figure out what our next step is if we've heard from what's his face or whatever, just wait it out. Mm-hmm. Do I know where Cynthia lived? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you spent a lot of time here in the bar. You know that her place is like attached to the tavern. She's got like a little apartment type room. I want to go see if she's there and just check on her. Okay. Darvin and Vale, what about you? I'll stick with Arnis just to be, you know, help if shit goes down. Yeah, same. Why not? I appreciate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Iolana's just <laughs> meditating in the woods right now. Mm, I've been there. Be. It's a solid move sometimes. Practicing, trying to figure out what sort of tricks they could pull to get everybody up in the mm. island if they have to. If she ever gets bored of meditating, I recommend pretending to meditate. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a solid Darpin move. <laughs> <laughs> I could be pretending to meditate. <laughs> People will still ignore you. It's great. It's true. Just oh, like, they're meditating. I better not. Just like pretending to be asleep. Okay. So, Arnis, I think you know that Cynthia's place, you can get there, you go through the back room of the bar where like the storage is, the extra alcohol, the extra food, extra dishes, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a door back there that leads to Cynthia's place. As you start heading back, Makura just leans over and says, Oh, excuse me, where are you going? I'm going to see my friend. Cynthia doesn't want to be disturbed. I think that she gets to decide whether or not she wants to see me, not you. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay. She returns to her conversation. So the three of you go back through the back room? Oh yeah, keep going. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get to the door to Cynthia's place. Um, I knock. You knock. You hear Cynthia's voice from the other side. You can just leave the food there. I'll be out in a minute. Cynthia, it's Aranus. And then there's like a something falls off of a nightstand. Oh, Aranus? Yes. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're okay. Are you okay? Yes. Are you okay? Uh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, sure, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, you don't have to come in. I... Are you sure? Uh, I don't want you to see me like this. Trust me when I say I've seen worse and looked worse. <laughs> Whatever it is. Is it just you? It can be. Yeah, that would be that would be better. Okay. I'll ask the two of you then to just wait out here. Sure. Okay. Are you opening the door, Arnis? Yes. Okay. Arnis opens the door and heads inside. Are you shutting the door behind you? Yes. Okay. Darvin and Vale. Are you staying right there? Are you going back out into the bar proper? No, right on the other side of the door, like a freaking bouncer. Yep. Okay. 
and I don't lock the door behind me. Like, I make sure that it's open. Okay. Darvin and Vale, please roll perception. Oh, that could be worse. It could be better. It couldn't be more mediocre. It's an 11. Seven. Oh, God, guys. (laughs) Okay. Vale, from in the bar, out where Makura and the patrons all are, you hear like a a surprise startle. Not in a bat, like, not, oh shit, just went down, but just like, oh, what, what, what's going? Very unexpected, very curious. Like, uh, imagine if a dog walked himself into a bar. (laughs) Walked himself like on a leash, held his own leash. Sure, yes, leash in mouth. Or just like on his hind legs, walked up, sat on a bar stool. (laughs) No, no, like just a normal dog. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's a startle, but it sounds pleasant out there. But still like surprised. Like there's still an amount of confusion. (laughs) Meanwhile, Aranus, entering Cynthia's place, you find it musty. It hasn't been cleaned in a while. There's... Maybe a candle burning in here. It's very dim light. As you come in, you see a small shrine to Dorlek, the orc god. It's a green and black shield with some red orcish runes on there. Do you know orcish? Yes, I do. And the red runes across the shield read, protect what you love or lay down your arms. In a way that's meant if you're not protecting something, then you're not doing it right. Mm. Sorry, not if you're not protecting something. If you're not protecting something that you care about. But yeah, it's, there's clothes kind of thrown about. There's dirty dishes. Roll a perception check, Arnis. Ooh, 19. Mm. And among the clutter and the mess on the floor, you definitely see fragments of bone scattered about on the ground as well. In the corner... Cynthia sits at a desk. She's got like a blanket or a hood over her head and she's got something wrapped around herself. She's turned away from you. Darwin and Vale. The surprise commotion continues and you hear Holly say, Oh, it's adorable. Someone pick it up. And then you hear scurrying as they, it sounds like they're chasing something around in the bar unsuccessfully. Um, the two of you do anything these people are dumb so are we like in a hallway where there's other doors or are we just like like, like um, a back room yeah yeah it's it's like a storage room in a bar there's okay. the door that leads out to the bar itself and then there's this door that leads to cynthia's place everything else is just storage um, darvin's got the faster speed so i'm gonna tell darvin to stay here and i'm gonna go <laughs> little ways away and see if I can't see what's going on because I'm curious. Peeking out into the bar, you see Holly and a number of other patrons scurrying about in between the tables, trying to catch what appears to be a river otter. A <laughs> river otter. Mm-hmm. But that little that little otter is quick, just running under tables and under chairs, weaving between legs. And then seeing you standing in a doorway. Like starts heading back towards the back room. Scree, 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 scree. 
Alright, well, I'll just stand there and make room for it to pass me as it comes my way. Like, are you are you turning to the side, or are you just, like, opening your legs? Or? No, I think I was, I was standing in the doorway, and so, you know, like, you can kind of stand broad and block the door. I just kind of, like, stand and lean against the door, giving it space next to me to scurry between the rest of the door frame and me. And then when Holly and the patrons show up? I'm gonna stand and block the doorway. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Holly gives you, <clears throat> Holly gives you a playful, but stern look like <laughs> we're trying to catch the otter. Uh, uh, remind me, is Holly the tiefling or the halfling? The tiefling. She's the tiefling. She rests her tail on your chest and just says, please, can we? Uh, and I, I look at Holly and I go, oh, look, it's so cute. And I just start petting her and I go, not fun, is it? Let the creature be alone. Holly. Yes. <laughs> and I just and 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 I just stop and I go, let the creature alone. I am so stand there. I'm so sad that Arnis is not there right now. He would be gleeful. <laughs> Holly is momentarily surprised, gives you a smile, gives you a wink, runs her tail across your chin, and heads back into the bar. <laughs> She'll let you get away with this one. <laughs> okay, creepy lady. <laughs> that was creepy. But it's, you know, cool, whatever. <laughs> I protected an otter. Woo! It's not like they were chasing it with butcher's knives and forks. No, yeah, but, but clearly they were bugging didn't... it. It didn't want to be pet, clearly. Okay. That's still a weird encounter. I'm sure there's something more going on here than just an otter being dropped into the middle of this moment. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, but Holly is like a nature thing, so she might have just brought it in and lost control of it or something. No, 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 no. No, no it no. clearly just like showed up and she was like, ooh, catch it. <laughs> okay. Holly has an affinity for animals. Yes. That does not mean she owns every animal. No, no, I know. <laughs> I just getting, was getting like druidy vibes from her and I just figured, oh, she <laughs> lost control of this animal she brought in and now it's scurrying away from her. But no, cool. So I turn around and like take a look and see if I can see the otter or if it's now just like scurried into the storage room and is now hiding under a barrel or something. No, the the otter at first was running right towards Darwin. Uh, Darwin looks like this otter's coming up right to you. How do you react to seeing that? Um, <laughs> surprised because I didn't know it was an otter until right now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Surprised to see an otter in this bar. But, <laughs> yeah, surprised. And then as it's running up to you and you start looking surprised, uh, and Vale <laughs> turns away Holly and the other patrons, Otter stops in its tracks, turns around, and starts running to Vale. What? And I just kind of look at it as it runs toward me like, okay, Otter, now what? <laughs> you made a friend. Um, and then the otter climbs up your leg and like is on your back with its paws hanging over the front of your shoulder. <gasps> you made oh, it's kind of adorable. Um, the sh- okay, now the question is my right shoulder that doesn't have an arm or my left shoulder that has an arm? Uh, let's go with the right shoulder. So I'm just going to reach up and give it a little scratches and let it hang out there. Like I'm not against <laughs> having an otter on my shoulder. We'll get back to this in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> you made a buddy. 
We'll get back to this in just a moment. Aranus. It's going to end poorly. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Cynthia is huddled over at this little desk. Hood pulled over her head, turned away. Aranus, I'm so glad you're okay. I'm so glad you're back. It would be nice to hear your music again. Cynthia, what happened here? <sighs> the withering just got worse and worse. People left. People died. Things changed. I'm, I'm not comfortable out there anymore. No, I mean, specifically with you. Why are there bits of bone plating on the floor? Give me another perception check, Arnis. Oh, God. <laughs> I honestly don't know which one's worse here. Knowing or not knowing? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to find out, because I'm going to find out. That's a 21. Okay. <laughs> As you're looking around and you see bits of this bone, see bits of this withering on the floor, you see some pieces that are just like flakes, chunks here and there. But there on the desk, next to Cynthia, amidst some personal items, some papers, you know, you see a set of them that she's kind of pulled together. And as you get closer and you can see a little bit better in the candlelight, that there on the desk is her face. And she turns to you, she pulls back the hood, and she reveals a very plain human face and just says Arnis, I'm not myself anymore. I've lost me. And she like runs a hand across the bone face on the desk. What? <laughs> I I mean the the withering affected me just like it did everyone else and then it started falling off everything that made everything that was the orc side of me fell off my ears face teeth fingers legs and underneath I was just how do I go back out there like this I, uh, I, I wish I had an answer, but you should know, though maybe you already do, that the, you should know that the scale force is running your bar, but they're not actually running it. They're just kind of going behind the bar and taking what they want and there's nobody like tending bar or accounting for money or doing any of that. They leave me money at the end of the week. I mean, they don't run it the same, but the tavern will survive. I'm not sure that you will, though. Not running it. I don't know what to expect. Is this, I mean, is this the end? Is this where the withering ends for me or is there more? It would appear that whatever is going to happen to you has happened. Huh. I I don't know what to tell you, unfortunately. Are you going to be... Will you be in town for long? Maybe. I don't actually know. I know that 
we're going out to the island probably tomorrow. You've got business out there. And then after that, I don't know. She stands up. She, she like steadies herself as best as she can. <sighs> Tries to put on a little bit of confidence. But Arnas, I think you know that it's very difficult for her to do so. And she stares at you right in the eyes and says, Arnas, you better come back and <sighs> you better come back and have a meal with me back here after the island. I don't want to hear anything bad happening to you. You got a deal. Okay. Meanwhile, on the other side of the door, Darvin, what do you think about Vale's new otter friend? (laughs) I am utterly confused. Are you petting the otter as well? Um... No, but I'm not. Okay. You know, I like otters. They're cute. Okay. Confused and a little concerned. Okay. Vale, as you're reaching across with your one arm and giving a little pet or a scritch to this otter, takes your finger in her hands and like pulls it away from her face (laughs) and like brings its head in close to you right up next to your ear and you hear Olicia's voice say I'm not for petting now where are these people you wanted me to meet (laughs) 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 Trixie Otters and with that will bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.